0: Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on blog talk radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on herfantasyfootball.com so you can hear what we're doing this offseason. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at Her Fantasy FB and on Facebook slash Her Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I'm here with my lovely, lovely sisters, Ashley Williams and Brandon Marianne Lee. How are you doing tonight, ladies?
1: Great.
0: We're lovely. It. Working at yep. mm-hmm. working at or in July, which means it's time to get serious people. We're all in the middle of a draft right now. The Scott fishbowl draft. It's, uh, it's going, mine's going fast. And, uh, uh it's mine is not themed. It's Disney themed, which I love Disney. So <laughs> I like saw the like writing and it's like the little, you know, like cursive fishbowl looking writing. And I was like, Oh,
1: Disney. which one are you in Courtney? Beast. Duh. Be- beast? beast mode. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: it is beast mode. Beast nice. mode.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Bran and I are both villains. Mm, which yes. One are you, which
2: one are you, Bran? I requested
1: Cruella Deville, And you got it? And I got it. Yes, oh, I nice. did. I yeah. was more generic in my request that I just wanted to be in some sort of villain league, which I got. <laughs> um, I got Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. I feel. Good I didn't that.
0: request one, and I totally got better one than you guys. I don't know. It's crazy. It's just beast because you can say hashtag beast mode. That's really the only reason
2: why it's better. Sure, sure. It is yeah. good. It is good. <laughs> good. Beast is kind of like a weird thing for a lot of reasons. A, I mean, he kidnaps her, right? I don't want to run Disney for people, but that's weird.
1: I'm gonna guess most of our listeners. Captures.
2: Are the same of these. Yeah. Captures. Te-
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: if we're gonna get te- no, no. If we're gonna well, get
1: technical, she trespassed well, on his property.
2: She did.
0: She legally Came on his property. She she trusts Yeah. Okay. As did her father. So, really, she's just part of a family of criminals.
2: That's right. Runs in the family. (laughs) So, what does the beast do? That is the point of Beauty and the Beast, people. (laughs) Yeah. Family of criminals luckily runs into this beast who kidnaps them for their own, captures them for their own good, because that's better. Yep. Detains. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's not a ban. Yes. <laughs> it's just, the ban is not a ban. It's capturing. Yeah. It's, a, it's only capturing because not- you
1: called it capturing. For- right. That's right. Well, it's fantasy
0: related of the beast mode, I feel like, Mm -hmm. right? So here we go. Uh, Well, let's move on to the show, (laughs) ladies. You guys, this show is all about quarterbacks, all the ones we love and all the ones we hate. And a few guys that just fall right in between. We feel lukewarm about, you know. A lot of
2: those. A lot, a lot of, of those.
0: those. <laughs> First of all, I would like to know how you two go about drafting a quarterback in a standard, let's say, let like, 10-man league. Uh, do you go high for a top quarterback? Do you wait for a middle guy? Do you say screw it? I don't think anybody should say screw it, but, you know, you never know. That would be a poor would? What do you do?
1: Well, I don't say screw it and not draft a quarterback. Well, not, not draft a quarterback, but, you Buy know, like it. just like get – I consider Ryan Tannehill not drafting a quarterback. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I I never go for the top two guys ever, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, um, because they're just too rich for me personally. I, I am not willing to forfeit another skilled player in the first two rounds for these guys. Now, recently I have splurged for a Drew Brees, uh, depending on where I am in a snake draft, but for the most part – you know, you can really you can get some really, really good quarterbacks in the seventh and eighth rounds. You know, Wilson, Newton, Carr, Cousins, Prescott, Big Ben. Uh, all of them are some picks that you can get in a really nice, healthy seventh, eighth round position. that That's where I generally fall in. Um, and when you look, Cousins scored you know only 63 less points than Rodgers, which if you break that out is really less than four points a game. Uh, which you're more than likely going to have made up with those top receivers and running backs that you would have drafted before Aaron Rodgers. So for me, that's always my logic that I always go for those six, seven, eighth round guys because I feel I can make it up with the skilled players that I captured instead of an Aaron Rodgers or
2: Tom Brady. Yeah. Nice. And you know what? What I do is that I like to pair them. I like to pair the middle rounds. I'll get into that later. But I have been getting a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, depending on where they fall to me. Always Mm -hmm. check out your settings. We'll discuss this more in depth as the show goes on. Um, But you can really wait. And, And I'm in a lot of leagues where people don't touch quarterbacks until, like, round 10 or 15. So they just hold on, hold on, hold on. And to me, I still think that these guys have value in the fifth round. That's about the earliest I'm going to take them. Um, but yeah, some people are so, if you're in leagues that are completely late round quarterback, I think that there's some serious value there. Um, it's just become so, um, mainstream to wait on your quarterback—that actually it's kind of cool, except for in the Scott Fishbowl that we're all participating in now, which is a, a super two quarterback flex league. or two yeah. quarter or otherwise a <clears throat> like two quarterback league. And um, then p- quarterbacks go off the board right away. And I took Aaron Rodgers in the first round, but because of the scoring, that made complete sense to me. I felt fine about that. Um, but most of the time, you can wait. And it, again, late round quarterbacks become such a thing that you can get some of these studs late, later than you think. Yeah. If Aaron
1: Rodgers fell the fifth round, I would absolutely scoop him up. Yeah. You won't he, get that he in won't. your regular he leagues yeah. with your
2: friends or family. That's not going to happen. But if you are playing in industry leagues or like an MFL 10, which is one of those best ball things that you can play, it's like a slow draft. It could go on forever. You have eight hours to pick or whatever. A lot of people wait in those leagues. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing them fall really late.
0: I have yet to see them fall really late. But if I can get a Drew Brees in the fourth round, I'm taking him. If I can get any of those top-tier quarterbacks, except Tom Brady, because I'm a Broncos fan and I just can't do it, in the fourth round, (laughs) I'll take him in the fourth round. But I'm not going any higher for a guy. And all the drafts that um, I've already done, which I know, I can't believe we've all said we've done so many drafts since the second week of July. It's It's embarrassing. Um, But (laughs) – He's going, you know, they're all going in the first three rounds. So I don't take a quarterback in the first three. and fourth, if I feel good about what I got, I will take a Drew Brees, especially an Aaron Rodgers. Um, if it's a keeper link, I'll take an Aaron Rodgers um, because I know I'm going to have him for a long time. Um, not necessarily going to take a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady in a keeper link because their expiration date's coming up, and I just don't want to, you know spend that much on something that's gonna expire you know it's like good caviar it's nice
1: but then it's then it's not good anymore to throw Can't it out say I've had caviar ever no I haven't which i'm a little I'm a little surprised by because I'm an adventurous eater in terms of I try things I may not like a lot of things but I try it but you try
0: it. Mm-hmm. Well, that just leads us right into, if you haven't yet tried Ashley, the food delivery system here that's <laughs> no. going on. Hello fresh is by far the best to order from. It is amazing. We've all done it. Mom and dad just signed up this week, which is very Ooh, exciting. Really? Hey, yeah. did they use our promo code. Did you they use know our promo code? Woo! Which, again, you guys, for $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter her FFB30 at checkout so you can get the $30 off. So it's fabulous. Uh, there's two full time registered dietitians who re- review every recipe before they send it out to you. It's $10 a person, I believe, uh, it, it's great food. My kids eat it. They love it. It's so fresh. I mean, I know it's in the name, but literally it really is so fresh. It comes in a nice little package, little bag. So you can just stick in your little fridge. Some that doesn't even need to be refrigerated. You just put the protein in the fridge. It's great. Right? Ladies, don't you agree? We all do enjoy
1: it. Oh, yeah. I have to leave for a conference this weekend. So I, I paused my Hello Fresh this week because so I knew I wouldn't be able to eat it. And I've had like no food in the house. I've eaten scrambled eggs for breakfast and lunch the last three days and grilled cheese. And I'm literally eating again like a college student. And I'm like, gosh, I need Hello Fresh again. <laughs> I need to be back in town.
2: Uh, Seriously?
1: So, so I'll get my delivery next week because I'll be back in town and I cannot eat any more grilled cheese. I made a
2: yummy pork chop today from HelloFresh. It was delicious. It was like an an Adobe Chipotle kind of uh, glaze. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's like very seasonal. They you know, they give you all the fresh ingredients that are in season. Right now they're doing some really light summery meals. You can kind of pick and choose on the website. So it's it's fabulous. So again, hop on to HelloFresh.com. Enter her FFB 30 and get $30 off your first week of deliveries. Yummy. All right, you guys, if you have not yet done it, hop over to her fantasyfootball.com slash cheat sheet. It's up. Woo! Our tiered cheat sheet is up. It's fantastic. Print it out. You will never regret it. Uh people at work are already talking about it. It's fabulous. So get over there and do it. Here are our top 20 quarterbacks. Uh, that you can find in our rankings at herfinancefootball.com/slash/rankings. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Two, no surprise. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson at five. We got Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins. Dak Prescott comes in at number eight. Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger. Thought he was going to retire, but he's back. At number 10, 11, Derek Carr. Right after his broken leg, we got the Marcus Mariota broken leg at number 12. Then Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, Matthew Stafford, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, Lake Bortles, 19, Eli Manning. Some people may disagree, but I think that's fair. And 20, <laughs> finishing it up, Carson, not Palmer, but Wince. Kristen Wentz rounding off the top 20 quarterbacks on the Her Fantasy Football rankings. All right, ladies, where do you cut off the top quarterbacks? Top, top.
2: Well, for me, I mean, listen, again, go check out the tiered draft sheet. We actually have it cut off for you. And that's what the tiers are. So we got the top tier, the second tier, third tier. But that's always debatable, too. And that's why we have these shows. And it's and we debatable about between it. the three of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So that but, the, you know, because sometimes I think that's the biggest question, though, right? Is like, what's the top section, the second section, whatever. So that's why we're glad that we're talking about it. Also, it's just July. And so that's going to change. There's a possibility there. However, I would say pretty solid. It's going to be Rogers, Brady's, Breeze. I think that it's pretty solid that those are the top three. Again, a lot of us don't want to pay up for that, but, you know, this is the way it is. For me, I'm going Breeze over Brady, even though Brady technically scored more points per game. He he scored 21.38 fantasy points per game, and uh, Breeze scored 20.77 fantasy points per game. But this is what's interesting about this. Four of his first five games had over 300 passing yards, and only one of the rest of the games had over that amount as well. So the problem is it kind of petered off. I have another th- theory about this. He is going to be 40 before the season starts in early August, okay? they want him to continue playing football. So they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to take the pressure off of him. I just think that there's going to be a lot more running. That's why they have a million running backs, by the way, on the Patriots. They have Mike Gillisley, Dion Lewis, James White, Rex Burkhead, mm-hmm. Brandon Bolden, and you know what they have some guy we haven't heard of who's going to score three touchdowns in week eight. Everyone's going to spend their <coughs> fab money on him, and then he'll yep. never score another touchdown. Total waste we don't your know time. who it is yet, but that guy's out there. He's an undrafted free Agent, we're sure, and it's just a complete waste of your time to figure Might out what's going Golden.
1: on. can we just say right now? <laughs> I mean, like, come don't on do now. it. Don't get Jonas Grade. Don't do Go it. it.
2: Yeah, Jonas Gray was one of those guys. Don't do it. He's coming back this year, and we don't know who he is, but he's there. And all (laughs) I'm saying is, like, it's cool. I just think this is a football call here. I still think Breeze is respected by being in the top three, but for me, it is not him. And I'm also going to say this. I'm incredibly nervous about the Giselle uh, leakage of him having concussions all the time and yet him never being on the injury Mm -hmm. list for concussions because he kind of came out and confirmed it can we just be honest with you also
1: say super purposeful she's like a ninja it's like she (laughs) yes it's like she's almost like trying to say hey man can we just like live a family life and you stop playing football i'm gonna
2: i'm just gonna just poke 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 that is her master plan to get him to retire i mean i just was like wow when i was watching i was like you go girl she knows what she wants Mm -hmm. Good for you. But on E60, I just wanted to say on ESPN, Brady said this of Giselle. She's there every day. We go to bed in the same bed every night. So I think she knows when I'm sore. She knows when I'm tired. She knows when I get hit. Really? Well, you might want to let your coaching staff know next time. And I'm worried. I think the NFL is going to make him get checked almost every time he gets hit. And, I mean, that's a narrative, but it's one I'm actually worried about. It's yeah. possible. Sorry. Man, they're
0: going they baby him. They're just gonna let him play. Whatever he wants. Well,
2: except that they suspended him for deflate gate. Well, yeah. yeah, <laughs> <that laughs> well, yeah, but that was Yeah, but that's a gimme. Come on. <laughs> All if I'm it was in the other quarterback, they would have
0: been suspended for eight games. You know what I'm saying? That's one some t- year. One year. Yeah. Deflated balls. Right. Well, anyway, is Ashley, what about you?
1: Well, I don't disagree with Brandon. I mean, to me, there's that, that obvious three, but I feel like there's, there's for top tier. I'm going to come a little bit more than that, but I agree with Brandon. It's obviously Rogers breeze and uh, Brady every year until, until someone retires. That's the top <laughs> three. But for me, the top tier really ends after Matt Ryan. Uh, last year, there were top, five top quarterbacks and there was a 30-point swing uh, between the next tier. Those people were Rodgers, Ryan, Breeze, Cousins, and Luck. Again, Brady was not because he was out those four games. So if we're technically looking at that, Brady would have been up in that top tier, which puts it six quarterbacks the same as this year where my top tier ends. Uh, not a huge differential, but noteworthy. Um, and for, you know, so for me, that is kind of where that tier ends. After Matt Ryan, all right. And I agree. I
0: mean, I think it's after Andrew Luck. Actually, I don't think I'd put Matt Ryan in the discussion as the top, top guys. Um, but don't get me wrong. I I literally just drafted Matt Ryan in this draft that we just are doing today. Um, but I just wouldn't put him up there. New offensive coordinator. And last year, he was just better than he's ever been. And I just can't think that that's just something that's going to keep going it's possible he does have the exact same team uh, but I just I worry and listen I, I know Brandon has a Shanahan hate and so I'm sure she disagrees and thinks this is overrated <laughs> um, but my feeling is is that there's a real thing with Matt Ryan and interceptions last year he did not have interceptions because Shanahan likes to use his running backs. So he was getting the ball away really fast and throwing it to his running backs. Well, Shanahan's not there anymore. And yes, Coleman and Freeman are, but I don't think they're going to use the running backs quite as much. So I think that this seven interceptions he had last year might look more like the 16 interceptions that he had the year before. Ooh. And that does affect your fantasy and check your settings. Cause certain links an interception is way more points than another links so check that out i think that's really going to be the only difference i maybe a few less yards but really i think it's going to be the interceptions that hurt him where i just don't think i'm going to put him up in that top
1: tier um for me not at this point for me i couldn't end it at luck because i am still very nervous about luck's injuries mm-hmm. so to me i couldn't put him in that top tier um
2: I but like see, Russell to me, Wilson, this, is but
1: this, this is a July issue. This is a July issue. If we July, have this yeah. discussion come yeah. second week of August, I may very to me, luck is. I mean, luck has been a top ten quarterback consistently. So I understand that logic there. For me, right now, as of today, I have a problem putting him in my my head in the top tier purely because of his injury and the fact he's not even throwing a ball right now. So I just ugh. it's my hesitation mm. there. Well, Again, we do have luck July issue than Matt Ryan. We do. So. We do.
2: Because and that I, is because, of, and that is a Kyle Shanahan thing. That's a little bit of respect. I mean, just you know, check out his numbers. It's different. Um, all right, had Kyle Shanahan and, two years ago too, and he still threw sixteen interceptions. That's true,
0: but I, he was learning the system, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're yeah. going to try to keep the system, though. They, well, they, we'll they see. say they're going to. But, but I mean, but they don't have him there to call the plays. That's the difference. Yeah, and you're going to have that's Julio right. who and can actually
1: play this season. So, maybe. But that's the
0: thing. But that's the thing. He can actually play more this season. So, Matt Ryan will be forcing the ball to him more, which means more interceptions. That's exactly right, Ashley. It's another point to the fact that he's going to have more. Nah. But thank you for adding another. But, you know,
1: what? at least he can throw the ball, Astros.
0: unlike Luck, who can't throw right now. is true we'll get into that later so let's get into this (laughs) at what point does this list turn from a quarterback one list to a quarterback
2: two list
0: don't mind having on your team but just as a backup not
2: as your starter brandon what do you think well, I think I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins is the last guy on this list that I'm willing to kind of go with as my number one undisputed. And then everyone after that, in my opinion, is a like pairing situation, which is one of the tactics that we like over here at Her Fantasy Football, which is that you draft two guys that are kind of in that like, you know, 10 through 15, 17 kind of range. And then you play the matchups. And it's it's kind of like streaming quarterbacks, but without using your fab money on it. (laughs) That's my thing is I like to save all my fab money and my waiver wire positions for my wide receivers and my running backs. So that's why I like to do a pairing if I have one of these like kind of later guys. Uh, So, but for me in terms of like a solid number one, where I could wait and just take someone later to pair them up, you know, just for insurance, maybe, and maybe not even depending on the league. Uh, To me, Kirk Cousins is kind of that drop off because Kirk Cousins... Beautiful accuracy percentages. Um, so even if he has different weapons, it's not about them, it's about him. He, two years running, he's been top five in terms of accuracy. And if he doesn't sign a long-term deal, I like him even more. Yeah. You wanna so go fire get fire under money. him. Go nope. get that nope. money, Kirk Cousins, and you could do it on my fantasy team. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, I drafted Kirk Cousins, so I'm really hoping he doesn't get that money right now. That deal, so that <laughs> sorry,
2: Kirk. I you mean, for money, Just for next-
1: you, you're a great person. I hope you get that deal for my fantasy season. Think of I all really the dogs he's going to rescue with that money. I know he's such a good person, but you know, fantasy is not about being a good person oh so. yeah that's true that's <laughs> if, we've learned, if we've learned anything over the years that is true right there you have to kind
0: of draw out your morals when you're doing drafting your fantasy team uh, yeah, yeah i'm
2: sure this guy's a great guy yeah <laughs> he, he is a great guy kirk cousins is a great guy but <laughs> not him in particular just you know every once yeah. in a while you go Ooh.
1: yeah that's fair That's fair. um but brett you and i are like like same wavelength today, you know, other than I'm a little more generous on where my cutoff is Brandon by like double. So in terms of who I would feel comfortable (laughs) drafting as my quarterback and who would start, it ends at Philip Rivers for me at 16. Any of those guys I am willing to play. Now, like Brandon said, if I have a top six quarterback on this list, that is my guy all season. And anyone after that, I'm either streaming depending on the size and settings of my league. Again, as we said, know your league because you've got a two-quarterback league. Obviously, it's a completely different strategy. Um, but in terms of that, or I'm drafting two quarterbacks and I'm playing straight matchup-based like Brand is saying where you kind of do a pairing. So in that 12 to 17 range of guys, that is where I am certainly drafting two quarterbacks. So if I have a Philip Rivers, I've already drafted somebody else with him and I am purely playing matchup-based. Otherwise, I may be playing with my one quarterback and I'm streaming on a bye week. So, uh, you know, they're all worthy starters for me. You know, they're not as matchup reliant as these guys that fall under 18. I want no part of that. I I just want no part of that. Yeah. Well, I'm right in the middle.
0: Uh, I'm Jameis Winston. (laughs) is probably the last guy I would pick as my starting quarterback. Um, I will say that I'm not a Kirk Cousins nor a Phillip Rivers fan. Um, I will talk about that later in the show, but I'm not drafting either one of them. Um, but I, I would say Jameis Winston in general for everybody in our rankings would be the last cutoff of your starting quarterback. I think you need a top 12, 13 quarterback as your starter at this point. I think Philip Rivers sounds great, and maybe that'll work out in week five on. But that, to me, would be scary drafting the sixteenth
1: quarterback. Well, he's not my number one starter. starter, but he's the end of my pairings. I'm willing to do is what I'm saying. Okay. No one in their right mind is drafting Philip Rivers as their number one guy. Okay, so you're in.
0: saying you're going to draft a higher guy and then get Philip Rivers. I'm going to draft a guy in the that seventh, eighth quarterback round, round and one.
2: do my parent That's what I said. I know. I said
1: start over again. Okay. No, you start over again. I said if it's a top six, those are my starters all season. Otherwise, like Brand, I said I'm pairing it, and that ends at 16 with Philip Rivers. It's that's getting how, to be sisterly I will in pair, here. I will not <laughs> pair below Philip Rivers. I have no desire to pair with. Eli Manning. I have no desire to pair with Ryan Tannehill. I don't want to even see them on my roster. I won't even stream them more than likely.
2: I I, I don't hate them. I, I think that you can, I think when it comes to pairing, I'm a little more flexible with my number two to the pair. I'm not flexible with my number one to the pair. And to me, that's why I gave the Kirk Cousins cutoff, because to me, then I need to really like go bam, bam. But with Kirk Cousins, I can then wait for like a Blake Bortles, Andy Dalton kind of filler. Um, But if I'm going Marcus Mariota, then I also want Jameis Winston. Or I want like, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, then it's close. And I need to go bam, bam. Where you draft it. Yeah. Bam, bam. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to get back to the quarterbacks that give us all headaches because clearly the three of us just go (laughs) mind blown. We're going to come back (laughs) to the guys that really make all of us happy that we're probably... The three of us sounds like we're not going to be drafting much of. But out of the top five quarterbacks, Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Wilson, and Luck, Ashley, who are you taking? Who are you? Um, why are you taking them? And why are you passing up on the guy, either be before him or after him? Right, Ashley, we're. I know you're passing Luck, so you're just picking Wilson, so you can
1: say you're passing on Luck. Well. I am picking Wilson, but not because <laughs> I'm Oh, I, think, I'm I
0: didn't even – sorry. We write notes before, and I didn't even
1: read before. You didn't, didn't read before? I just not like, like yeah. I like, oh, you're I picking am, you picking Wilson because he ate luck. Well, but, I, don't like, I don't like Russell Wilson either. As we all – anyone who's watched this show historically knows that Russell Williams and I are not BFFs. Everyone knows this. Right. But I am thinking Russell Wilson because – He is a value pick. His ADP is 75 right now. So more than likely, I would end up with Russell Wilson because of where I can get him and for what I will get out of him throughout that entire season. Years past, Russell Wilson was going much higher. His ADP was, you know, 40s, 50s, and that was too rich for my blood. No, won't do it. But 75, I'm doing that all day, every day. Now, if I get a snake order of one to three... Then I'm aiming for Breeze around the turn on the fourth and fifth rounds because to me, if he falls to me there, there's no better pick for me than Drew Breeze right there. That is is the pick I want. Um, And, you, you know, I get an immediate pick after that, so I'm fine with it. I am avoiding luck this year because of that injury. His shoulder surgery that he had in January originated from a shoulder injury that he had suffered in 2015. So yes, he had surgery, which I think was the right choice for him to make, but whether or not he will be ready and not only ready, but effective early on in 2017 is yet to be seen. I'm not willing to pick him as early as he is going based on that fact As of today, as we said, you know, when training camp comes, you know, and I'm seeing him throwing, I'm going to feel a lot more comfortable about it. But as it is right now, and yes, we've already been doing some drafts and it is crazy early to do drafts, but I'm not drafting Andrew Luck right now in drafts because of that reason that he has yet to throw a ball. And I actually appreciate that he's been pretty candid about the fact that he's not going to force himself to be ready by the start of the season. He's not going to force himself to be ready by training camp. He's going to be, he is going to play when a trainer tells him he's 100% ready to go because this has been an injury he has sustained for two years now. He's not going to force it. In some cases, we see players that do try to force it to try to make sure they're ready by the start of the season. He's made it very clear he's not going to do that. So to me, I am not willing to take that risk right now. If I am drafting today, which we are doing in some cases, I won't do it. So his short answer is yes, Wilson.
2: Wilson. Yeah, I'm going to agree with uh, Ashley on Andrew Luck for sure. Uh, I'm actually more worried about Andrew Luck than I am about Cam Newton, which we'll discuss him in a minute um, in terms of his injury, uh, mostly because it seems like Andrew Luck has zero desire to rush back. Zero. zero. Uh, and, and by the way, that's great. I don't I don't have a like a moral problem with that. I just have a fantasy football like kind of nervous problem with that. Um, but I will say that for me, I still think Aaron Rodgers is kind of the gold standard. And the reason why he's number one as opposed to Brady or Breeze, I just want to break this down, is age. Uh, I just want to be really clear here. I think that Brady and Breeze are amazing. I have zero problems with them. But um, I do have a problem with the fact that, uh, that Tom Brady turns four. I know he wants to play till he's like 50. Uh, but he turns 40 before the season starts and then you know i mean drew Brees is 39 at the end of the season in january and it's going to be the end of the season in december when rogers turns 34 so he'll be 33 for the majority of the season that's quite a seven year difference is quite different and by the way he's adapted the he's adapted to the same diet as tom brady so um Maybe he will play till he's 50. I don't know. I, I'm sure that that makes me bad. I still think top three is great, but that's why we have Aaron Rodgers as a gold standard, FYI. Yeah. I
0: agree. I agree with the Aaron Rodgers business, but I think I would be drafting Drew Brees. I just. Yeah. Can't argue. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's where he it's falls to It's not a keeper league. I'm just asking for 2017, and exactly. His ADP's in the fourth round. I, I'm okay drafting a quarterback in the fourth round that's a top, top-tier guy. Um, so I'm f- totally fine with that. Um, I love Aaron Rodgers, nothing against him. But, yeah, too rich for my blood. I don't like Tom Brady, so everything against him, so I'm not drafting him. <laughs> I have a really weird spot with Andrew Luck. I'm not even concerned about the injury as much as just, you know the icky feeling I have towards him. And I don't know why it's there, but it's there. And Wilson, I don't know. I mean, he's fine. He doesn't make me excited. I don't know. It's not. Ooh. So I, I think if I'm going to pick a top tier guy, I'm going to go for breeze. Um, but in general, I'm just not going to get a top tier guy. And I Nolan's like the second tier guys a lot better for where I can get them. Agreed. So that's, that's where where I'm at all right I did okay so we're gonna get down now into the rankings Um, I found 9 to 12 pretty interesting all are coming off injury we've got Cam Newton Ben Roethlisberger Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota Cam Newton is still recovering after getting surgery on his throwing arm concerned Uh, both Carr and Mariota are coming back after breaking their legs which you know that's a big injury to have but not a bad recovery it's like you broke your leg, it's done, right? So that's not awful. And then last year, Roethlisberger almost retired this offseason. So that's kind of scary to think that the guy's been hit so much and been injured so much, and he works through it. He's, like, such a football player. Um, but, yeah, it's hurting. Like, it's wearing on him. So which of these quarterbacks gives you the best chance to win your championship this year without getting hurt? Or at least not too hurt that you can still get fantasy points from them. Ashley, what do you
1: think? Well, broken bones, while sounding horrible, are one of the better injuries to have, unlike soft tissue, injuries that tend to have a tendency to linger. And as somebody who has walked around for six months on a broken foot twice, unaware it was broken which is not the same as a broken leg. Let's be clear. But it's something that heals and it's different than a soft tissue injury. Like once it's done, it's done, right? I'm not concerned about because they broke their leg, they're going to break their leg again this year. I'm not concerned about that. It's different than I have with injuries that are soft tissue because of the tendency to linger there. So therefore, I feel good about Carr and Mariota. I am not really factoring their injuries into my picks this year as it should have no bearing on it as this They're able to perform just fine as of right now. Um, If I'm going to pick one guy, I'm going to go with Carr all day, every day. He gets better and settles in more each year. Last year was great. Of course, a horrible ending. If you were a Raiders fan last year, you finally get a playoff chance, and there he goes. But I think that he will have a very, very good year, and I think that he will fall into the top 10 for sure, unquestionably, this year. Brandon, what about you?
2: Well, I, I agree. I, I really like Derek Carr this year. I like his offense. I like that it's all stayed pretty much the same, if not gotten better. I think the mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch threat, whether or not he's able to sustain the whole season or how strong he'll be out of the gates, I think the fact that he's a threat there, that they have to defend against him is, is a boon for him, uh, regardless of the actual production we get from Marshawn Lynch, which we'll, I'm sure, debate about the next time we have a show. Uh, my thing about uh, this area is that Cam Newton's ADP has fallen into the toilet. No one wants him. You can get him like he's like... Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy. I get it. I get it. He had a horrible 2016 uh, for him. Okay, it was for, for him. Um, but you know, every other year, he's basically a top five guy, and I understand that they want to change his game. But even if they do change his game, um, he's still going to be doing a lot. Uh, you know, he keeps saying, "I don't have to always be the playmaker." But I think we know that that's Cam Newton's thing. It's going to be very difficult for him to stop doing that. Now he is going to have to protect himself, but now they're going to have to defend against more people. They're going to still have Jonathan Stewart being the power runner. And I know that no one believes in Jonathan Stewart, another guy you can get for free at the end of your draft. Crazy. Well, but I think there's there's a room to be concerned. Uh, once they can figure out the playbook for Christian McCaffrey, he's a fantastic playmaker. I'm worried about it happening early, though. I'm, I am low on Christian McCaffrey compared to most people because I think that uh, with Cam being hurt, it's going to be hard to put in that playbook. But I think towards the end of the season, that'll really help. Curtis Samuels also can be in the slot. He's another guy that they drafted big time. And I know Kelvin Benjamin's the new Eddie Lacy that would make fun of for being fat. Um, but he seems to always be around. So there you go. I, I just feel like Greg Olson's always Mr. Eddie Steady right there. I just love Greg Olson. Um I think that his ADP has fallen so low that he may actually be my favorite on here, even though, because listen, his accuracy was the absolute accuracy rate, accuracy rate, by the way, is a pro football-focused metric that takes into account um, uh, drop passes, throwing the ball away, what have you. It's a little more of an accurate completion rate because a lot of people throw out of bounds or whatever else. They take all the away. It's just literally how accurate are you? Cam Newton had the worst accurate percent- accuracy percentage in the league, period end stop the worst he's not a thrower anyway so his shoulder doesn't concern me as much as it does the Andrew Luck because they're they're going to be doing a lot of other things and again the defense defends against Cam Newton unlike any other quarterback in the league so for me I would have earlier said I'm not touching Cam Newton but now because no one else is I guess I'm taking him because I still think his upside is top five it just is I, I I get it And maybe i'll change my mind again this is a july call because i think he will be healthy he has resumed throwing which is great but uh you know i reserve my right to change my mind but cam newton welcome to the club but i
1: think it comes down to value there right i mean right Courtney. i mean
2: it's i mean it's for the fact that because you can get
1: him so much lower you're gonna be able to make those points up that potentially hypothetically which may not even go away he may still be a top five quarterback where you got him so low is you can make up potentially those points with the better players you were able to draft above him because you didn't have to take Cam
2: so high. And, and he's and in a division with suspect defenses. And he's got let's such Let's talk upside. about that.
0: So let's talk about that. So I agree. Cam Newton is by far the best out of these guys to draft for value, for potential, for past record, and for strength of schedule. He has the third easiest schedule for a quarterback, the yep. third easiest. Do you know what Derek Carr has? The 32nd. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And you know what I don't like about Marcus Mariota? Is he doesn't feel confident with his leg. He doesn't want to use it yet. He doesn't feel confident with it. Even though it's healed, he doesn't feel confident on it. I don't like that. You know what I love about Cam Newton, who a lot of people hate, is his arrogance.
2: Yeah, I like it All too. day
0: long with a quarterback, I freaking love it. So I believe in Cam Newton because he believes in himself. I mean, yeah. Did he have a hard time connecting? He didn't have a hard time connecting with Ted. Ginn. is Ted Ginn on the team again this year? No, but they're going to find a 10 Ginn. Cam Newton's going to find that guy that he likes and he's going to connect to it. It wasn't cam as much as the line. I think Christian Michael's going to help or, or excuse me. McCaffrey's going to help with that. I think that's going to be a big thing. I think that, um, Calvin Benjamin who was coming off of an injury last year. I think a year removed from injury is going to help with the chemistry between the two of them. I think there's things going well for them, but I will bring back that strength of schedule third best in the league. Sign me up, drafted him in my first draft of the year. I like Cam Newton every day, all day.
1: I still Ooh. like, I still like card though. I think my issue with Mariota is that, I, do, I hate to say this. Is he a potential guy? Is he a guy that everybody this thinks has this mass amount of potential? But when you actually look at where he stacks up the last couple of years, it is not starting quarterback worthy. It's not.
2: Well, I I'll don't. tell you one thing: he doesn't run. No. no, that's a fallacy. He does. He does not run. He does not run. He doesn't
1: have the swagger. Courtney's and he's talking not going to run. He, he's not going to run this year either. He has a couple great games, but then he seems to trail off. He really does. He trails off. And when you look at his stats at the end of the season, it is not going to be what you want to see. He does not fall into the top 10. I think he fell I want to say 22nd last year or 16th and somewhere between there. I mean, he is not a starting quarterback caliber quality when it all comes down to the end of the season. Is he stream worthy? Absolutely. But he's not a guy to me that I'm going to count on, like Courtney's saying, to win my championship team by any means.
2: Well, he well, was 13th in scoring and he missed a game, to be fair. I think he can be a starter. He was the sixth in yardage for rushing. Study. Depends but on your He took 30 less attempts. He only had two rushing touchdowns. I don't, I mean, I feel like if we over-exaggerate him running and we under exaggerate that he passed a lot more than we thought. I think the problem is, um, is that, you know, how much is that going to improve with the new weapons, right? That's what everyone's banking on. They have a great offensive line and new weapons, but they also still have a really good run game. Well, this is
0: that's what I was about to say, is that other than Ben Roethlisberger, who has Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, you don't need anybody else on that damn team, right? Um, He has the best team out of these quarterbacks as well. And I like his new weapons and I like his old weapons, and that does include the running game. So Mm -hmm. he has the best offense. By far. Yeah. Um, so I I do like that about Mariota. I don't think Mariota is a bad choice. I'm totally fine with you drafting Mariota. I'm not saying don't draft him. I'm just saying if I had a choice between Cam Newton and Mariota, I'm going Cam Newton. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Even though his injury is scarier than, than Mariota's,
2: I just think that Cam is the better quarterback. Well, I'll tell you what, you better really want Marcus Mariota because he is an, on a hype train. He and Jameis Winston. So you gotta hype. take them early if you want them. Don't yeah. listen
1: to that hype. Because nice setting I just looked at, he was 17th. So look at your settings. Look at how your scoring is. Because for me in one of my leagues, he literally 17th is where he fell last year. So I don't to me, don't get on that hype train. Hmm.
0: Mm. Ashley's anti-Mariota. All All right. right. Already put her flag in. Who knew? Mm-hmm. He's the Russell Wilson of 2017 for He, Ashley. Might, wow. he, he oh, might be for so. it. He might be. Okay. All right. There's been a lot of things going on in Dallas this offseason. Ezekiel Elliott might be facing suspension for his domestic violence issues. The notorious offensive line has broken up. What does this mean for the young quarterback Dak Prescott coming off of a great year in 2016? Does it mean nothing? Brandon, what do you think?
2: You know, actually, he um, was incredibly accurate again last and I know that that's something that, that I'm going to keep coming coming back to because I think it's important. He was, had the 11th best accuracy percentage. Uh, he, listen, he for had to a for a new guy, and and I remember last year I wrote an article for Pro Football Focus about uh, Dak Prescott going into the season. And I, I talked about his poise, uh, the fact that he had to go in out of nowhere against Seattle in that third preseason game. And he just was calm as a cucumber, was able to just, you know, make sure that he went through all of every, every single step. just a very mature guy. He just didn't look like a rookie to me. And I felt like that was a good sign. And I got torn to shreds. They were like, that's not a stat line. That's a, and you know what, you want to know what makes quarterbacking so interesting? Intangibles. And I just feel like Dak Prescott That's has right. it. And I'm not saying he's gonna be the best next year. I think that we've seen where he's going to be, but I don't think he's gonna dip down that much. He has a lot of his weapons back. They did lose a couple people on the offensive line, but they have people to come right back up. I, I just don't think it's that big a deal. I'm okay with Dak Prescott, and I feel like he's not as hyped up as as <clears throat> Mariota and Winston. So he's actually falling down to there. And to me, out of all those guys. I think I'd pick Dak Prescott.
0: Boom. All right, Ashley, there was a lot of talk on whether or not Tyra Taylor was going to even be in Buffalo this year. Mm. Well, he is the guy. So what do you think uh, he will do with this opportunity
1: as a bill? I think Buffalo is very lucky that he has such an even disposition. The guy can't get any respect, (laughs) and that is very sad to me. He was a top 10 quarterback last year with standard settings, top 10, yeah. top 10 quarterback. And there's discussion that he may not be their quarterback. I, 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 I can't go off on this. Cause I'll go off on a rant and I've already ranted enough today about, and Marcus. he missed a game. He missed and, a game and he missed a game. I mean, I just, yeah. I, can't, I literally can't compute. I, I can't compute it. Anyway, if Watkins can stay healthy, then I think Taylor could be a top-ten quarterback again this year. Now, and saying healthy is still dicey, but coaches have commented on his improved leadership qualities this year, and they've been impressed by him. If that's what they need to feel good about having a top-ten quarterback on their team is that they think he's improved some leadership qualities, great. That's great. <laughs> uh, you know, how about we try Sassy. actually showing some confidence in this guy for once? because maybe he'd buy into it as well. I mean, he had 580 rushing yards last year, which helps supplement his passing yards with inconsistent wide receivers as well, and he still is a top-10 quarterback. That shouldn't change this year, so it really, for me, all rides on Watkins, who missed eight games last year, by the way, and he's, as his main weapon, and was still a top-10 quarterback. If he can stay healthy, I think Tyrod Taylor has the potential to break into the top... six top six quarterbacks on the year.
0: Boom. Wow. Bull well, predictions are later in the show. Ashley, <laughs> hold on
1: ladies. Hold on. Just saying. You're you're jumping. Jumping. top you're 10 walk <laughs> eight game.
2: I mean, add it up. Look at the stats here. If you have all those factors in place, I just wish right. they would have gotten more people for wide receiver. I, I do like Zay Jones. I like I think Zay that's Jones. A, I think that's a good draft pick, but I, I thought they'd, put in a little more effort there maybe they get anquan bolden <laughs> but i was like really i mean because also i just it's think just they anquan even... bolden it's gonna be great yeah if they can get anquan bolden then i'm i'm yeah. really solid in i just mm-hmm. am sad because like how do you blame tyron taylor when you have like you don't ragtag dudes running out there i mean there was one game where like i didn't even know who was on the, the every the single field. person was
0: questionable
2: except, yeah and-
0: except mccoy i think Which is weird, but yeah, Yeah. I think every other person was questionable. But that's Woods, Watkins, uh, again,
2: everybody, Marquise Goodwin. That's the beauty (laughs) of Tyrod Taylor, (laughs) Water Boy. Nuts! (laughs) They actually called me, but I couldn't make it to Buffalo.
1: But to me, this is why you should feel comfortable. I heard the woman's voice, so like, oh, sorry. Oh, wrong Brandon Lee. (laughs) Wrong Brandon Lee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Either way, they call. Uh, All right, ladies, let's move on. Okay, this is the series of questions. Try to keep your answers piffy, ladies. You were on a fantasy football desert island and you can only pick one quarterback to be on your roster who would it be and why these are your options first one andrew luck or matt ryan
2: i'm gonna say due to the current adp and everyone freaking out about the kyle shanahan loss i'm going to go with matt ryan um mostly because of andrew luck's injury history to be entirely honest Mm -hmm. and you can just get matt ryan so much later so that would be my pick all right ash
1: Well, Maddie Ice seems like he'd be slightly more fun, but Luck wears a bucket hat, and I'm really white. So perhaps he'd share that with me. So but no, no. <laughs> no. He might actually anyway. you had a
0: bucket hat growing up when you
1: smoking. Yeah. I had never had, had that. The Ep- I had hat. the Epcot one that had yes. like the tail though on the back to cover the neck <laughs> it that had all the different <laughs> flags on it. Do you remember this? I used to yes. rock I rocked yeah, that. Like it was like a summer. safari hat. So good. Yeah, but I don't so have it good. anymore. Andrew Luck like, might have it. No, I'm just okay. kidding. as as of today, it would be Ryan again, like Brian said, because the injuries with luck. I mean, I can't make a decision. Someone who can't throw the ball by at this point in time, I mean, I'd be throwing by week one. So it'd be Ryan.
0: Well, we finally agree. Ladies, I'd rather risk a coach change than injuries. I'm going Maddie ice as well. All right. Derek Carr, or Marcus Mariota, broken leg or broken leg.
1: Well, I think we know my answer after my last rant on that. Uh, Derek Carr, he was 14th in 2015, 10th in 2016. I predict he'll be the ninth best in 2017. And I think Mariota will fall a lot later. But I'm going to use that as my bullet prediction. So I'll wait. <laughs>
2: All right, I'm going to say that I'm going uh, with Derek Carr as well. And I was talking about this, uh completion rate. So Derek Carr had a 73.9 adjusted completion rate, which was 19th best in the league. And just to let you know, Marcus Mariota had 69.4%, which was 30th in the league. And after him was Winston with 69.1 at 31st, Ooh. the two big sleepers. And just to give you some perspective. Was Drew it Brock Osweiler It was 32? Uh no. Uh, well, Cam Newton was the very bottom. I think oh. he was 34 because oh. the Browns had like eight different quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, But to be considered, they had to have at least 25% of the snaps. So, you know, Browns oh. didn't even qualify at all. But, uh, yeah, so uh, but what I was to say is that just to put in perspective, Drew Brees uh, was at 79.8 and uh, Tom Brady was at 79.5. But number one was Sam Bradford with 200 less t- – attempts. But, um, wow. So you just made that completely irrelevant then. Right. But he's accurate. (laughs) He's He's just not throwing. But my point is, is that they're not even close. Right. Not even close.
0: Not even close. Well, I disagree. I'm going Mariota. I know I just ragged on him, but again, Carr has the absolute worst schedule for quarterbacks. As a quarterback, I wouldn't want to see the Broncos and the Chiefs defenses twice a year. So I'm going to back off. I do think that Carr is the better um, quarterback than Mariota, but I like Mariota's situation better. I like the people around him a little bit better as a whole. So I'm going with Mariota over Carr. All right, Drew Brees or Tom Brady? So we got top to top to top to top.
2: I'm going Breeze uh, for the reasons that I stated earlier in the show: the concussion checks, the end of season drop, you know, uh, all those goodies. But uh, again, respect to both. Congrats, guys! You're almost forty.
1: I Ashley. like it, um, Breeze again. But it's never wise to bet against Brady. So true. I mean, you're you're not going to go wrong here, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think that's a silly question. I think we all know that we love Breeze. All right, Jameis Winston or
1: Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> so, for me, on paper, Jameis Winston should have a better season because he has, in my opinion, more talent around him. Um, but I'm intrigued by Brandon's stat at 69.1. But I wonder how much of that is his fault versus how much of that is Mike Evans' drops. Tough to that say. That takes
2: drops into consideration. That's just him.
1: That's just, oh. Well, that's bad.
2: Um, but yeah. here's my thing. Here's my thing about James Winston.
1: It could be awesome because of all that talent, but it could also be a hot, hot mess with a lack of chemistry. It's almost one of those like too many cooks in the kitchen with, you know, no one really wanted to be the sous chef kind of issue here. So I'm going to say Taylor, I want to say him. I was going to go Winston, but I'm going to go back to Taylor here. I think Taylor's a guy over Winston.
2: I just think Tyrod Taylor has more upside.
1: Um,
2: and I just but want to say. So
1: much ta- more talent, though, than, ta- than Taylor, right? As we already discussed, they did not surround Tyrod Taylor with a
2: whole lot of talent. No, no, they didn't. They, they did not. I just think that Taylor does it all on his own, though. It's that Cam Newton effect yeah. um, where who cares? I mean, if he's the one running the ball, throwing the ball, getting the end zone, it's just, you know. Um, but I will say, James Winston, again, that completion percentage is worse than Eli Manning. And you know how I feel. About Eli Manning,
0: (laughs) I'm going to chalk it up to a sophomore slump. I'm going Jameis Winston over Tyrod Taylor. I think they both have great schedules, so that's a wash for me. Um, But yeah, you look at the team, and I just think the Jameis Winston has a better team. And oh, did I hear they got a new tight end? Oh, I do love tight ends on teams with with yeah. risky quarterbacks. So I like that they're doubling up on tight ends in Tampa Bay. I think that is going to double up on his little percentage there, Brandon, that you're so freaked out about because they're going to dump it, dump it, dump it. So I I am okay with Mr. Winston. All right, we got Blake Bortles or Eli
2: Manning. I'm going to go Blake Bortles. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this guy has been either top five or top ten in the last two years, um, and he, you can get him in the round before you start taking your defense and your kickers. That is nutty. (laughs) Yeah. So to me, like it's about value. I don't, I only have them ranked number 18. I'm not high on Bortles. Don't at me and say, oh, Brandon loves Blake Bortles. No, I'm just saying that, like, that is, if you're a late round quarterback believer, you are having fantasies about getting Blake Bortles in the 14th round. Think of all the great running backs and wide receivers you can stock up on if you're confident that in the last two rounds of your draft, you can go pick up a, a Blake Bortles and an Andy Dalton. I mean, hello, I'll take that every day. So um, that's my thing. My problem with Eli Manning is there's always one Giants fan in the bunch that takes him too early. Let them. That, that's, that's my thing. Brandon's on the East Coast. We don't have any Giants fans here in the Midwest. <laughs> well, weird. but you have Manning fans, so they see the word Manning yeah. and they think that's important. It's true, it's true. So, uh, and I just want to say, Eli Manning, negative rushing yards last year. And the only other people to do it over the last five seasons were his brother. And
1: (laughs) and, and Tom Brady, right? Nope. Nope. I think he had two yards one season. Matt Schaub. Schaub. Oof. Schaub.
2: He's in every stat. I love that. Good for Schaub. Good job, Schaub. Schaub. But I want to say is, though, actually, that I don't care that he runs or not. It's actually that he just can't move at all. And that's worrisome because he has to be able to throw the ball, which means he may have to just pivot. And he doesn't even pivot, you guys. Like, that concerns me. They just whack him. Like, I mean, he just – he's just there a sitting duck. And that – that he's starting to get a little old for that. You know, he's 35. You know. Ashley,
0: what do you think?
1: (sighs) I'm going to go Blake Borles. Um He has finished with more points than Eli Manning the past two seasons, and this season is going to be absolutely no different (laughs) in that case. He's one of those guys, like the man, the myth, not the legend, but just a complete myth that you're like, you watch him and you're like, wow, he plays really poorly. And yet when you look at how how everything ranks at the end, he literally falls top 10, top 12. It's crazy. It's like, how are his stats – this good when he's this bad and to give him the 14th round like Brandon said that's actually that's pretty gold right there especially if you're going to do a pairing and you can pair Blake Bortles up <laughs> Woo, I will take that uh, and I like that they got Leonard Fournette I think that's going to bring some balance to this team um to be able to be that passing game back to life this season so to me it's a <laughs> no-brainer about Blake Bortles I mean really
0: it's a nightmare to have either one but to, that's everyone is so high on Eli, which they always are before the season. So people are going to be drafting him higher, regardless whether they're a Giants fan, because of all of his weapons. We talk about all of these weapons for other guys and it works out for them. It doesn't matter for Eli. It doesn't matter. Don't fall for that. Talk about vanilla too, right? I mean, he's just vanilla to watch. He's vanilla stats. It's just, all over vanilla whereas Blake Bortles you don't watch the game don't watch the game because it hurts so painful just so check painful. the stats at the end border. of the game oh man exactly yeah you can watch the last quarter it's <laughs> kind of like the NBA you don't need to watch the for the like you know until the last two minutes and then it's then you can watch the game it's the same thing with Blake Bortles Red so, Zone is I perfect
1: mean, for Blake Bortles
0: yeah you have Blake
1: Bortles yeah, only watch Red Zone
0: yes mm-hmm. yes Thank Absolutely. You. Um, we don't so I I, I guess scab like bordles. Um I, I would take Eli Manning if he wasn't so hyped up like every other year, but he is. He's just so hyped up, not doing it. All right. If that wasn't painful enough, we're gonna get even the painful. Is that a word? That's not a word. All right, well, it's gonna hurt. Joe Flacco or Ryan Tannehill. Ashley's oh. favorite.
1: I will never choose Rand So So, uh, Joe Flacco by default. And because of Jeremy Macklin, it adds an interesting mix to Joe Flacco potentially this year. Again, I'm not striving for any of these guys, but if I
2: had to choose, I'm going Flacco. I have horrible news for you. I like both these guys. What? Woo! Brandon's always asking for Flacco. She's got some
1: craziness here.
2: I like Joe Flacco because I like. Danny Woodhead. I like Jeremy Macklin. Mike Wallace had maybe the quietest thousand yard season of all time last season. So I I think that he could still be relevant. Um, I I think that once Kenneth Dixon is back, he's going to be running all over the place. I actually don't hate them. I also really like their defense and for Miami, I feel very similarly and I think that a second year in Adam Gase's offense is going to be productive for Tannehill. I don't think he's going to be Listen, obviously he's not going to be a top five guy. His ceiling is really low, but I think his floor is really high. Uh, I like Julius Thomas going there, reunited with Adam Gase. Uh, Supposedly Devontae Parker's getting it together. I don't know, you guys. He's a little overhyped for my blood. But, but it, the offense as a whole, I love Kenny Stills. We always talk about him on the show. Uh, yeah. They signed him. Uh, Jarvis Landry has the most receptions of any wide receiver in history for the first three seasons. I Actually, I don't know. It's hard for you to pick because I feel okay about both of them. Not great, but I'm going to slightly give an edge to Tannehill. What? I just drafted Ryan Tannehill, Brandon, in, my, in the Superflex
0: League and Jarvis Landry. I like the duo. And, yes, if you've listened to her fantasy football, you know how much I hate Ryan Tannehill, right? Mm-hmm. i call him Tannehill Ryan if that made any sense, but it doesn't. <laughs> so, same is still Ryan Tannehill um, for the Dolphins. But, yeah, I just really I, – I do I, – I like him a little bit better this year, and I agree with Joe Flacco, Brandon. They both of these guys have great schedules. Uh, I think that they have n- n- great weapons. I think that it's possible for them to have a decent season. No, I don't think either one You're of these guys are top them. top ten quarterbacks. But I think if you want to back up quarterback, I think either one of these guys are great options. I I think. You're going to stream.
2: You're going to stream them a lot. Too. I'm okay. So yeah, good matchups. None of them are going to yeah. fall into the top fifteen.
1: Neither of them are falling in the top fifteen. You want to well, stream I them agree. on a good. I week? disagree. I think one of them will top. Oh, fall into I. Oh, yeah. Not Tannehill. They could or. be
0: top. They could be twelve and fourteen at the end of the season, Ashley. They I won't. agree. They won't. they won't.
1: All
2: right.
0: But I'm intrigued well, to have this conversation again in January. In the top fifteen. But there's some deep quarterback leagues out there, guys. This, these, these questions do matter. Trevor Simeon or Carson Palmer.
1: Uh, I really struggled with this one a little bit. I'm going to go with Carson Palmer because we don't know if Trevor Simeon will be the guy when all is said and done. I have been burned by this before. So I'm thinking of purely drafting right now, not in terms of how they're going to end at the end of the season. So to me, Carson Palmer is a slightly more safe pick. Uh, And this will probably more than likely be his last season, which to me adds a little bit of intrigue to this season, as I'm pretty sure that his team is going to want him to go out on top, as will he. Will he go on top and win a Super Bowl? No. No, he won't. But I think, to me, if I'm drafting today, the safety is Carson Palmer because while Simeon's got more upside for me, I just don't – I feel like he's that guy that by midseason they're going to put Lynch in because we're not having a great season, and, and even though he's the better choice, they won't do – they won't stick with him.
0: All right, Brandon, what do you
2: think? I'll take Simeon for the upside. And the reason why is because if I'm drafting a quarterback that low, I'm only looking at upsides. And for me, I'm very concerned about Carson Palmer this season, which is the only reason that I personally don't have David Johnson number one. I know that we, we did that on the, the site. Um, but I think that it's going to be a really interesting conversation next week um, just because I'm, I'm worried about that whole offense other than him which he did it last year, but, man, like, that's a lot of pressure for him. So I, I'm, I wish that Palmer was just better. And he's – yeah, it's, it's really – it's unfortunate. I feel bad. But to me, Simeon's upside. If they can get it together, if he can really win the job, I think there's something there. I probably would drop both of them week one. Yeah. yeah. Drop them? Yeah. Why even draft them then? I I would love to not do that. This is but a if you're bizarre in a scenario. Two
0: quarterback league, you have to draft one of them. Which yeah. one are you drafting? You're not going to drop either one of them because you need somebody. Jared Goff. <laughs> not, not, option, not but I love good. that you love Jared Goff. Um, I think you know I this is this is tough, Ashley. I totally agree. This one's really tough. I don't think either one of them are going to be the quarterback at the end of the year. So. It's going to have to be for those first five weeks. And to me, for the first five weeks, they're in their groove. They're doing their best. Who's the better quarterback when they're at their best? It's Carson Palmer. So I think that I'm going Carson Palmer in hopes that he's good for the first five weeks because I don't think either one of them are going to be playing in the last possibly five weeks. That's a good point. I think I'm going Carson Palmer in the upside at the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, it's roll of the dice. What's uh, not the roll of the dice is the next two quarterbacks. This is an easy one, guys. Everybody wants them on their teams. Remember, you're on a desert <laughs> island and you have to pick one Mike Glennon or Josh McCowan. And I I know, I know. This is, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I would just like to remind you that Josh McCowan now plays for the New York Jets, (laughs) if you didn't know where he was. And Mike Glennon is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Starting quarterback. I just want you to know Mm -hmm. that these guys are starting Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in the NFL in July. So I just, this is where we're at. This Mm -hmm. is where we're at.
1: Ladies, who are you drafting? I'm glad you laid out the land right there, Courtney. I'm <laughs> well, sure most people weren't unaware. So I think that was really important. Um, yes. I actually started typing my notes up and then I switched it midway through uh, last <laughs> night when I was doing this. So I'm going to go with Mike Glennon. And I don't feel great about it. Uh, solely. Because I like the guys around him a bit more. I like Cameron Meredith, Marcus Wheaton, Zach Miller. Um, I like those guys slightly more than I like Robbie Anderson and Quincy and Nunwa. But I will say the Forte and Bilal Powell make it interesting with Josh McCown and the dump-off situation, two decent receiving backs. Blau Powell, certainly, if you're in PPR. Forte, over the years, has certainly been a good pass-catching back. So I do think it's interesting to have that dump-off because there isn't as much strength in the receiving core that they may see some action, which would be McCown's strength. But I'm still going to go with Glennon.
2: Uh, wow. Uh, this is gross. Uh, even on Desert a Island. island. Deserted yeah. Island. Deserted Island. I am uh, going to say Josh McCown, because I think Mitch, Mitchell Trubinsky is going to be the starter pretty much ASAP in Chicago. They moved up one pick to get him to the second. It was very bizarre. Um, and at least McCown's seen a football field recently, so I'll go with him. I'm, I'm happy you said
0: that. Just in case you were shocked by those two quarterbacks, their backups, if you don't watch college, are Mitch Trubusky, uh for Mike Glennon and Christian Heckenberg for Josh McCallum. So I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying. Heckenberg. It, Heckenberg. Is it Heckenberg?
2: <laughs> yeah. Heckenberg. But Heckenberg, Heckenberg is like more appropriate. That's why I, I was like, yeah, Heckenberg. Yeah. Hex, Heckenberg. Hex Heck no. I'm going
0: Mike Glennon, Ashley. I agree with you. Although I do love Josh McCown, I do have a soft spot for him. Um, back in the day when he played for I don't know, it was ten teams ago, so I can't remember. But he was good. Um, I do like Mike Glennon because a little bit better schedule. I like his targets. I do. I like. I like the Bears. I think they're gonna have a moment now that they got Cutler out. I think they're gonna like have a feel good in the locker room kind of thing, and I I I kind of like that. Good stuff going on. Again, You know, none of the, probably these guys aren't going to be there, but I, 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 that's who yeah. I'm going with. So let's end the show with our 2017 quarterback.
2: Bold predictions, Brandon. Well, I'm going to say that Jared Goff will be a desirable fantasy commodity during the 2017 season. I think he'll put up about 3,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, middle of the road. But that would be a vast improvement over last season. And, in fact, on Twitter, I posted live footage of my view on the Jared Goff could have fantasy football relevance train and, and look it's an empty could subway. Could have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not even stating it exactly, and people are like, heck no. No. Heckenberg, no. And all I'm saying is, Heckenberg, yes. yes. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> it I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying it could, and that's as bold could. as I'm getting tonight, ladies. In July. I like it, Ashley.
1: Bold yeah. prediction. <laughs> I think this comes to kind of like what does relevant right? What 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 are we constituting? Relevant? Could be could be. Relevant. Potentially re- okay. relevant. Sure, could, That's that right. means he
0: could be the 22nd yeah. ranked quarterback of 2017. <laughs> could
1: be, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Not going to fully predict it,
2: but it could happen. It's like a and toe in the water. It's, like it's a toe still, in the water. Quickly comes out. Toe in the water. It felt out. bold, though, didn't it? It did. it did. Yeah,
1: when you put enough worry around. It, in general, sure. It's
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, no one makes no one makes Jared Goff calls like I do. I think us wasting <laughs> any yeah.
0: <laughs> no one makes Jared Goff calls. Yeah, especially um,
1: you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasting we- any time on our show on a RAM is bold. So I think that works. Um Damn. mine's gonna go with my mantra of the show that Mariota will fall between fifteenth and twentieth at the end of the season for ranking of a quarterback.
0: Yeah. 15, that is bold. mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Good for you. Yep. My bold wow. prediction—I uh, thought was bold, but now after kind of going through the quarterbacks, I'm going to up my boldness. I was going to say more than five backup quarterbacks will be the starter in Week 16. I'm going with eight backup quarterbacks wow. will All be right. the starter in Week 16. Probably six by default, and now five by default, and three by injury. So I'm going with eight backup quarterbacks will be starting in week 16. So, uh, maybe you should draft those quarterbacks early. I don't know. I'm just saying, well, that is it for our show. You guys make sure you hop over to hellofresh.com, put in her FFB 30 to get $30 off your first delivery. Um, and we will be back in two weeks. And then after that, it's every week. You get us every week for the rest of the season. Dun, 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 dun. Whoop, also, whoop. check us out on SiriusXM on Saturday nights from 9 to 11 Eastern. We're on July 29th, will be our first show. So that will be awesome. So we'll be there every Saturday night. You can check us out there too. So hop over to iTunes to listen to our podcast or block talk radio slash her fantasy football chat with us at her fantasy FB on Twitter. We're there. We're available. You can also find us at all of our own personal handles, Courtney, her FFB, Ashley, her FFB and Brandon, her FFB. Um, Brandon's probably there more than the two of us, but you know, try it out. Try it out. Uh, good luck. If you're in your early drafts, we'll be here for your questions until next time. No more faking it.